As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to It's a Date! Season season 2! I think a lot of people really do suffer from this clutter issue. It was bright red and it had rhinestone (laughs) fireflies on it. With like the little like, and she was like, seriously? How many times have I said to you, I'm grounded this weekend? Yes. I'm grounding myself <laughs> yeah. this weekend? I'm grounding myself. <laughs> That's great. Boom. I'm going to go clean my bathroom, my kitchen, and my basement. <laughs> I'm Kim Burns. And I'm Shannon O'Brien. And it's a date. Hello, Kimmy. Hello, Shannon. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I am doing well. We have a really special guest in our studio this morning. Dr. Nikki Crawford is with us. She is a regular guest on our 9 a.m. show and just does a phenomenal job for us. And if you are listening right now, be prepared to just have your blood pressure go down, to Ah. feel yourself relax. (laughs) I mean, this woman just talks, and I'm like, I just, ugh, I feel so much better just listening to her. If you want to follow her, uh, you can find her at yourpeacefulspace.com. Dr. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. See, I really did I tell that. you guys, right? <laughs> You're already like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling better already. Blood pressure lowering. Okay. I, I am super excited. I didn't get to... Um, hear what you had to say on the morning show this morning, but just the whole thought of this uncluttering your life from stuff, because I have always wondered how come just the stuff makes you overwhelmed in other parts of your life. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, who cares if your garage is full of stuff? You know, you can still Mm -hmm. ignore it and go about your business, but really that's not the way it works. That's true. And I think one of the reasons is that for women especially, you can actually release cortisol where you're, when you're in environments where you feel overwhelmed, and that could include your garage. And that makes the gross belly fat. <laughs> it does. So, right? Highly no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cleaning everything out this yeah. weekend. I'm calling in sick I gotta in the next get two skinny weeks. by spring break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it also it suppresses your immune system, and it also suppresses that that like pull yourself up by the bootstraps initiative that you need to really deal with clutter. And so it's this awful kind of cycle that you can get in when you start accumulating it and then it gets too overwhelming and you don't deal with it and then it just adds on it grows you know I have found that even like when my bedroom's messy like clothes on the floor and Uh stuff like that I have a hard time getting out of bed Mm -hmm. but if it's clean I bounce out of bed and it's the weirdest thing because really who I don't I don't understand why that is Mm -hmm. I think there's something really deeply maybe even evolution about based in our evolution about this, Mm -hmm. that women in particular were responsible for the space and making sure it was safe and tidy for everybody and cleared out and the kids were safe. And 
um, it was easy to get around. And I think it's really, I think it's very deeply rooted for many of us. Okay, Dr. Nikki, let's talk about the relationship between feeling stuck in our love life and the clutter in our home. How do those two things intertwine? Well, I think the first thing is that both of those things, feeling stuck in our life and physical clutter, can really be mired in fear. Mm -hmm. Fear of letting go of things that we think are really important. Fear of allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. Um, Some women that I've worked with who are in this age group have really used their clutter to insulate themselves. And in a way, it really keeps us playing small. So we'll have these conversations with ourselves about, well, I'll get online and look into dating after I get my house in order, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Or I'll, after I um, get my clutter lined up, then I'll start on that book that I've been wanting to write for Mm -hmm. 10 years or find a career that suits me better. And so we start using it as an excuse, really, and as a way to keep ourselves from expansion. So it's almost like this false wall that we build around ourselves that feels really true. That's interesting. Yeah. How how do you... um, how do you start? I mean, if you really have, uh, personally, I'll tell you, since we tell our personal business on this podcast. <laughs> I love that part of it. <laughs> um, I have, I moved into my house three years ago, and I have my office room, which has now turned into my unpacked box room. Mm-hmm. And so I don't use it as an office. I don't mm-hmm. use, it has all sorts of stuff I need to go through and organize. My garage is half boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did clean out one half of it so I could get my car in the garage, but I um, haven't gotten to the other half. So, and those are the two things in my house that are like just the weight, the I elephant hate, in the yeah, room. Yeah, I hate opening that door to my office. And um, so, how do you start doing this? I think for a lot of people, a good place to start is with uh, very small uh, segments of time. We know from brain research in the productivity field that 25 minutes is actually a sweet spot of focus for most of us. So we can do you know, about anything for 25 minutes. So I advise clients to set their timer for 25 minutes, go into the room. So go into your office. Mm-hmm. Let's call it your office yeah. because that's your intention, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and find the easiest place you can in that room to start. So if if there's part of the office that feels super overwhelming, you might want to start with one drawer of the desk Mm -hmm. or one small box. Take very, very small bites. There's, you know, there's no extra credit for starting with the hardest thing here. In fact, that's what keeps us stuck is we feel overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, right. And if you still feel overwhelmed when you're thinking about working for 25 minutes, then set your timer for 10. Mm Mm-hmm. And just say, I can do this for 10 minutes. Of course you can do it for 10 minutes, right? Right. Absolutely. There's no way that you can't I could run do on the for treadmill for 10 minutes. Oh, yes. I don't know if I could do that. But <laughs> <laughs> certainly could if I was chasing you. <laughs> All well, right. And, you know, I find like when I do, I'm sorry, Kimmy, when I do that, when I, if I start on something, because it's the starting for me that's difficult. Yes. Then like that 25 minutes will all of a sudden turn into two hours to five hours to the whole day. And I've gotten some good stuff done. But right. it's just like. Getting going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think the other thing, and I don't know if this is true for you, is a lot of us have this idea of perfection. Mm-hmm. And if, we're, if we don't know how to do it perfectly, then we're not going to yeah. start. Right. The rest of my house is beautiful and clean, mm-hmm. but it's just my garage and that room that are the monkeys yeah. around my neck. Yeah, so you can really use that knowing that the other parts of your house you've done. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you can do these. Yeah. You just yeah. haven't 
you just haven't yet. Oh, right? There's other stuff I'd rather do. Yeah. Which is kind of right. silly. Yes. <laughs> right. Do some people use clutter as a, a way to, they just feel unworthy, they like that sort of thing? Is that a sign sometimes? I think so, yes. And I think probably most of us carry around this kind of, I don't know, shadow of unworthiness with mm. us. And um, there is a bright side to that. It's the thing that keeps us working really hard in our career sometimes or trying to be excellent parents because we're afraid to fail. But um, one of the clients I was talking to, I was asking her about this when I found out I was going to be on your podcast because we worked together to clear her clutter and then she found love, which was oh. a, is such a cool story. And she said, I didn't feel worthy to find the right partner because I couldn't even deal with my house. Right. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So there, she sort of set up a hierarchy for herself of unworthiness, really. So uh -huh. she couldn't leap beyond her home to look for a, a partner. But then once her home was in order, that opened up that opened all up sorts space. of possibilities. Yes. Does yeah. it have anything to do also with the energy? I mean, you know, you hear about this notion of feng shui mm -hmm. and things like that. Does it, is that, does that contribute to the energy in your house, the energy in yourself uh, when you have a bunch of clutter around? Is that really true? I think it does for me, and it sounds like mm -hmm. it does for you if you're saying it's hard to get out of bed in the morning when, you're, when my your room bedroom is a mess. messy. Yeah. Yes. So you don't have to get, you know, really new agey about it even. We can, we sense a difference. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to invite someone to come into your home that you might be interested in, in being friends with or even romantically, and your house is a mess that feel you know that that feels like a stop mm -hmm. that feels like a, a screeching point for a lot of people so i do think there's something about it and i think it's fair to call it energy mm -hmm. yeah it just does feel different when you're mm -hmm. in a clean environment i love it <laughs> i just emptied five boxes for goodwill out of my bedroom just my bedroom what mm. this past weekend five boxes are you going to let me go through those clothes oh, to pick something out for myself? If you want a t-shirt from Palatine High School <laughs> from 1988, it's yours, sister. <laughs> I mean, seriously, why did I still have that? I don't know. Maybe I have a lot of that, that stuff, I'd too. Maybe someday fit in it again? I don't know. It's just stuff. I have a hard time getting rid of stuff, too, especially stuff that, ha like, the, that Palatine High School teacher. Mm -hmm. That would have been hard for me because, you know, it's part of your past. It has mm -hmm. good memories. I still have what a... I, did, I had four. So I kept one. Oh, good. And I got rid of three. Great. I have a sweatshirt that I will never, ever, ever wear again from Barstow School, where I went to high school. I was the boys' basketball manager. <laughs> and so after one of the seasons, um, Sam Lacey was our coach. Oh, my God. He was the best. But anyway, I digress. Um, so they gave me a T-shirt. A, a, a sweatshirt and it you know said Barstow School Manager they all signed it like it's so nice I will never wear it it literally is in one of the boxes mm -hmm. in my office or, or garage. garage I don't know which one <laughs> uh, I'll never wear it again but I cannot get rid of it because mm -hmm. I look at it and I'm like oh god this is so special and so I stick it back in a box which is kind of ridiculous I'm a I'm a big emotional holder on her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah, a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. So the, the emotions and the memories triggered by that sweatshirt make you feel good. Yeah. So you might want to have that sweatshirt out where you can feel good more often. 
and <laughs> put it in a shadow box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean that much to me. <laughs> Producer Kelsey here. Yes. Just, just Hi, Kelsey. jumping in. Hey. Um, I actually have a trash bag of like all my high school t-shirts or mm-hmm. the Letterman jacket and I always tell myself whenever I get the dream home I'm going to turn it into a big like showcase room yeah. um, but I wanted to ask while we're on the subject of holding on to things can sometimes like past relationships and holding on to things in your past relationship um, affect your future affect your future you know like for instance I recently just got out of a three and a half year relationship she's on the market um but i actually caught myself yesterday and i was wearing one of his old sweatshirts Mm -hmm. but i just can't it's not and i didn't think about him when i was wearing it but it's i almost wondered if that somehow you know is that something you recommend especially if you're newly single or whatever just kind of purge it all yes (laughs) I know you don't want to hear this, but yes. Yep. Well, and of course, you get to choose, you know, but wonder about where, where are your sights? That's a good one. Right. Where are you looking now? Are you looking back or is it time to look forward to see what's next for you? Right. And how can you... Forward, forward, (laughs) forward. And you can always do experiments. So you could let go of one of the things, see how you feel probably realize you're just fine and maybe even feel a bit lighter because you did. Mm -hmm. And then you'll know it's time for me to let go of the rest of these things. You know what I did one time and when I was in your position is I put everything in a box and then I took it over to my mom's house Mm -hmm. and I stuck it in the corner of her garage. I put clutter in my mom's house, yes. (laughs) Um, But I kept it there because it wasn't with me. Mm -hmm. I didn't no, you know, it, it, I couldn't dig into it. I couldn't look at pictures. I couldn't do that kind of stuff. But it was out of my hair. Um, eventually, my mother threw it away, and by mm-hmm. that time, I was like, "You had forgotten." I, yeah, didn't even didn't even realize it. Quite mm-hmm. frankly, she'd thrown it away a long mm-hmm. time before I even went to check on it. So, um, you know, I think maybe even starting with a maybe a little step like that, just mm-hmm. getting it out of your space, mm-hmm. getting it somewhere else where you know where it is. So you still have maybe a little bit of that emotional connection, but then all of a sudden you just don't need it anymore. Well, and that's kind of, you know, the other side of this whole new part of my life Mm -hmm. is moving into a new place. And what's funny is I have done a lot of purging, you know, moving and everything, but I still have, whenever I was unpacking at my new place, I got to find, and there were still some mementos from past relationships, Mm -hmm. but it was things that made me feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I think it's nice to... Uh have those things, but it was just um, really refreshing, mm-hmm. you know? And then you don't have so much stuff. When you open it up, you can pick and choose what you want, like mm-hmm. you said, but yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Can you have clutter in a relationship that makes you feel stuck? Yes, yes, I think so. I think old grudges are a pretty common form of clutter in mm-hmm. relationships. Um, when you feel like you've been done wrong and you haven't been heard mm-hmm. by your partner, and um, a nice way to deal with that is to have a conversation about being heard and letting them know, I'm, I'm not griping about this. I don't want to try to bring this up as a point of argument, but I need you to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And for them to be in a place of really listening to you, not to be right, not to argue, but just to hear you. Like They don't even have to agree with you, mm-hmm. but to know that you've been heard mm-hmm. is, is very powerful. Yeah. And then they can do whatever they want with that information. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Huh. Yeah. So it, getting this uh, uncluttering your life, both uh, let's talk about physically f- first with this question. But is it should you have help doing it, or is this something you really need to do yourself to get the benefits from it? I think it depends on whether or not you're able to do it by yourself. So what happens often is we will educate ourselves about how to let go of things or how to get organized or even go to workshops or read read blogs, but then we don't do anything, mm-hmm. right? So there there is this gap of implementation between knowing what to do and actually doing it. So if you know what to do and you can do it by yourself, then do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. I do think the person who's decluttering is always the, dis- the decision maker. Even when I'm coaching someone, it is never my choice. I may ask probing questions. I right. may pause and let's wonder about why you want to keep this. Um, but it's always the person who's decluttering. It's always their choice. But if you can do it yourself, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a great part of coaching is the accountability. As you said you wanted to do mm-hmm. this. How's it going? My sister is a great accountability person for me like Mm -hmm. we went through my closet and she was like seriously I had a blazer (laughs) you guys I'm it was probably from the 90s I mean it was from my first job it was bright red and it had rhinestone (laughs) fireflies on it with like the little like lines she's like Kim I'm like well maybe the fourth of July she's like no No! <laughs> in the gold giveaway pile. Right. Like, get rid of it. Right. If you need that extra boost, just so, call yeah. your girlfriend, call me and Shannon, and we'll come over, yeah. have some wine, and yes. we'll do that. We'll do a little fashion show. No. Sleeveless yes. no. sweatshirt. Yes. But I cut the oh, sleeves off. No. It has a hood. She's like, are you going to, like, a breakdancing party? <laughs> like, where in the world would you wear that? I'm like, well, maybe to a movie? She's like, why? We should have coordinated this better and all three of us gone through our stuff at the same time yeah. and had like a party and a fashion Find show about that. all of our, yeah, that would have oh, been fun. Was not fun. It was funny because it was bad, that's some of funny. the stuff I had kept. Yeah, that's, you know, straight shooting sister or friend. That's a that's a great person to tap to do this stuff. And, and it can be fun. And then there's also people out there like Dr. Nikki who right. are professional coaches right. and can really, if you really have a hard time or really you know a strong I don't know emotional connection mm-hmm. everything because your final point I guess is about believing that change can happen mm-hmm. yes and that the change has to happen within yourself mm-hmm. and so we really have to take a hundred percent responsibility for whatever life we have created. And if that includes clutter, then that includes clutter. But the only real place of being able to make change is to take responsibility for what we've created Mm -hmm. and see that we have the agency Mm -hmm. to make it different. So can you tell us, um, you know, in your experience, a, a story or two about folks who have been able to do this and how it's changed their lives? Yes, yes. Um, one woman I alluded to earlier had a, um, a beautiful small house, really full of things, plus her father's basement. And she had been divorced about three years before she and I started working together. And so she wanted to go through her house and then the basement also. And so as we were working together, she became, um, it, it got easier for her. So we would start with easy things like the pantry shelves. You know, we didn't start with her clothes because she loves clothes and she 
So you don't start Amen, with the sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and your sweatshirts. Yes. Shout out sweatshirts. Sleeveless. Well, clearly that's obvious that you would want to keep that. But, um, so you start with things that aren't so emotionally kind of sticky or you don't feel so attached to. And as we got through her house and then as we, we were going through her father's basement, these were all things from her previous marriage. And so that was a very emotional mm-hmm. Um, several months for us to go through all of those things. And um, it was after we got through the things in her father's basement that she really opened up and started talking about how she deserved to create a beautiful love relationship for herself. Uh And before this, she hadn't, for whatever reason, hadn't felt like she deserved to do that. And that she was using all of that stuff to kind of insulate her. And she said, I won't have men over because of the way my house looks. Yeah. I won't have friends over because of the way my house looks. And so she had made her world small Mm -hmm. and I just watched her open up and expand into a much more interesting life for herself. And she's our age, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, I've had some beautiful experiences with older women who are newly retired or getting ready to separate from their husbands where they see that this downsizing and letting go of the things that really aren't serving them anymore is a way for them to find themselves again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they emerge. Yes. Because for so many years, we're something to everyone else. Right. You're someone's wife, you're someone's mom, you're someone's friend, you're someone's, you know, it's like, who am I? Yes. What and do I like? Right. And so to be able to define that for oneself is such a, that's such a gift in our lives. And to, and to live in a more conscious way of making choices and knowing that the choices that we're making really matter for us. Mm-hmm. And so when we're out there shopping and see something on sale with another 50% off, which is happening all over town right mm-hmm. now, yeah. you know, wondering... But it's only $7.14, <laughs> Dr. Nikki. money I saved. Right. You don't need it. So consider, how is that going to serve me? How is that going to serve the way I'm living my life now? Mm -hmm. And that's a fair question. But you don't necessarily have to be a hoarder. Right to be affected by clutter, it can be one room oh, and gosh, I have a garage. No, I literally right. felt like you said, like I got out of bed earlier, er, earlier and easier all week long. I like I walk into my room and I'm like, ah, like I relax when I. It's supposed to be such a comforting space, and it is now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see my entire floor. All the drawers are like organized and like things are folded like Marie Kondo way. Like you're gonna I, start crying. No, it was, <laughs> but it's so nice. And then my kids were at my ex husband's house over the weekend, and they came home on Sunday, and every single one of them was like, "Oh my gosh, mom!" Mm-hmm. Like they were just. My bed was made. The throw pillows were on it. Like it was just so nice to be able to walk in and just see that versus like chaos and you know bra hanging off the chandelier or whatever. Yeah. You have a chandelier in your bedroom? <laughs> yeah, not a bra hanging off of it though. I don't believe that. Well, I was just gonna ask, and is it like in a way if if you're not a, if you're not bogged down by all this clutter or you're not just oh I need to clean this or oh I need to go through that but I don't want to so I'm gonna just go in the kitchen but if everything's in its place, 
do you go and do more? Yes. Yes. That's what I feel like. Yes. And yeah. I think that's one way we kind of keep ourselves from exploring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we have to deal with our house. Oh, I would, you know, learn to salsa dance, but I really got to get this stuff under yeah. control first. Or, yeah. And think about that from a life perspective. I'm working with an older couple now who will not live long enough to get through all their stuff. Really? Oh. They they simply will they don't have enough years left to sort through everything and decide what to keep, and it just it just breaks my heart because I think, gosh, they are in the last decade of their lives. What what might they want to do instead of sorting through stuff? Stuff, yeah. right? It's a good thing for us to keep in mind now. Yeah, that's right? a real eye opener. Yes. Yeah. Get yeah. her done. Yeah. yeah, my gosh. You know, um, <clears throat> I the, you talked about not enough time. That's what I, oh, so my, like, I will say to, I, how many times have I said to you, I'm grounded this weekend? Yes. I'm grounding myself <laughs> yeah. this weekend? I'm grounding myself. <laughs> that's great. And then I something comes up and I'm like, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. So I go do it. And, and then I get a video from her with her feet propped up watching TV. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this grounding is tough. Your mom is real mean. Yeah. Um, so the, the getting started and the doing it part is, mm-hmm. and you know, is, is tough, I think for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I can think of a handful of people right now who are in the same position. I think a lot of people really do suffer from this clutter mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to ground yourself for the weekend, commit to 25 minutes in your office and then do something fun. Yeah, reward but reward yourself. yourself. Yeah, but just yeah. get started. Get I'm really good at rewarding myself. <laughs> <laughs> just don't buy anything. The, like, yeah. Do something like. So you this know. woman who um, you helped go through her house and she, you know, freed herself up for a relationship. Where is she now? Like, what is her life like now? Well, she is a business owner and is um, living with her new fella. Really? Yes. Boom. Yeah. Boom. I'm going to go clean my bathroom, my kitchen, and my basement. (laughs) (laughs) So now how did you get into this? Did you have a personal experience with clutter and kind of get over it and and deal with it? Tell us your story. Yeah. I think a couple of factors. One is my mother is an amazingly creative woman, and she calls herself a keeper of potentially useful things. (laughs) (laughs) Even as a little girl, I was trying to help her get organized. And um, it dawned on me early that when you have too much stuff, you can't stay organized. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line with that. Right. And um, Wait a minute. Say yes. that again. When you have too much stuff, you can't stay organized. I have, that is, yep. That's a strong statement right there. That's yes. absolutely right. I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's and, important. Okay, let's star that, everybody. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah, really. You don't you don't need help organizing if you get rid of the extra mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Okay. 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 So right, given so that. Going. Yep. And then about 10 years ago, my daughter was getting ready to go to college, and my husband and I were in this big house out in the suburbs, you know. We had more bedrooms than we had people, mm-hmm. and it just we were both traveling a lot for work and climbing in our careers and thought, well, the more money we should make, the more stuff we should buy. Mm -hmm. And so that was my job. I was buying the stuff and um, trying to maintain this house. And when Grace got ready to go to college, I had a bit of a moment and looked around and thought, oh my gosh, how did we get here? Mm -hmm. I did not mean to do this. Mm -hmm. 
And I talked him into selling our house and giving away 80% of our possessions. Wow. And we moved into a condo down on the plaza that was 900, wait, no, no, 715 square feet. From what? From how many square feet? A huge house. 2,000 plus. Wow. It was a big, there were many moments I thought, oh, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But um, so we got a storage unit because I couldn't let go of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, We gave most everything else away and then got set up in our little space down in the plaza. And over the next few years, I started recognizing how much extra time I had, how much extra money I had because I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I could not put more into the condo. There were already plenty of things in there. And it really gave me an opportunity to pursue some spiritual things that I had really been curious about. And it helped me see that I needed to make a job change. But I had been so kind of mired in my things and overwhelmed by just maintenance of the house yeah. that I couldn't see that. Mm-hmm. And so it was a it was a pretty profound experience. And I looked around and saw a lot of other people in the same spot. And I thought, well, I can help other people. Mm-hmm. I can help other people create a life that's more interesting than dealing with their clutter every Saturday. And so that's what I've done. Wow. Doesn't that sound like you? I mean, like, oh, yeah. every Saturday, you're like, yeah. oh, I got to yeah. do that. Oh, I got to take care. I'm always I, grounded, and I, I never do it. I posted on Facebook one time, because when you always have friends coming in town, they come in on Friday, and they leave <clears> on Sunday. And I always think, gosh, I wish they could see my Monday house instead of my Friday house. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, by Monday, you have everything back in order and straightened up and all of that. And by Friday, it's a free-for-all, and it looks like four cyclones went through my house with, you know, three kids and everything else. But it's like if you don't have so much junk and stuff that you need to keep putting things away, mm-hmm. like you said, then you don't get to that point. Mm-hmm. Then your Monday house is your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday house. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I want to be in that position. So 25 minutes Yep. for good old Shannon. Yeah. We can do it. Dr. Nikki, thank you so much for being with us. Again, if you, if folks would like to follow you, where can they find you on social media? They can find me at my Facebook page. It's Your Peaceful Space. They can come to my website, yourpeacefulspace.com, and occasionally on LinkedIn, but Facebook and my website are the best places to find me. To wrap this up, can we just go through the steps that you need to take? If you want, if you're listening to this podcast yes. and you want to... Um, just clear up your life for other things, including love. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the quick steps? Um, quickly, you set aside short chunks of time, so 25 minutes at a time. You set your timer. To increase the likelihood that you'll follow through on that sorting session, you let a friend know that's what you're going to do and ask them to reach out to you at the end of the 25 minutes to see how it's going. Another thing that really increases the chances of follow through is putting it in your calendar. So you, you just write it down mm-hmm. and put it in your calendar. So those three things, the short amount of time, letting a friend know so you get some accountability, and planning ahead so you have time set aside to do it. So, um, you know, the fear and all of that, how do you get over the emotional part of starting? Well, the fear, when, when you're looking at something and think you might need it someday, which is what we say, and that's what keeps all the stuff in our house. So Mm -hmm. that's really not a good litmus test for whether or not you let it go or keep it because you can justify keeping almost anything. Right, right. right. So sleeveless sweatshirt. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness, yes. So the question you should ask yourself instead is, what's the worst thing that would happen if I let this go? And you're going to see you're okay. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you're going to be okay. Even if you give away a few things mm -hmm. that you might want back later, the thousands of things that you did let go of that you don't even remember now certainly make up for that. So after you're done, say say you get through all the emotional stuff and you set aside 25 minutes and you get all your, your things done, how do you keep it that way? I mean, you know, clutter is there for a reason, right? Right. Um, whether it's an emotional reason to keep you stuck, um, whether it's because you don't have the time, whether it's because you have emotional connections with them, how do you not start again? Right, good question. One thing is look at what's coming into your house. So you need to cut down on what's coming in mm -hmm. so you have less to manage. So if you bring something in, you should let go of one or two other things mm -hmm. if you wanna get some a foothold. The other thing is once you start clearing things out, your tolerance for the clutter shifts. So Kim, I bet you will keep that mm -hmm. the way you really love it longer this time. I kicked off my boots yesterday mm -hmm. when I got home from work to take a, a quick nap before I had to pick up kids from school. And last week, Kim would have left those boots there and they probably would have been there till Saturday. Yeah. This week, mm -hmm. Kim picked those boots up when I got up from my nap, put them away, in their spot, put on my workout clothes and stuff to go pick up kids from school. And I was like, I didn't want those laying in the middle of my floor. My floor is perfectly clean, <laughs> except for the boots. I'm like, they're going home. Go, yeah. go on back to your little space. And it just takes a little bit of time. What I've always mm -hmm. been kind of in awe of is that, and it's just stupid, because if I let my bedroom, let's say, get messy or overwhelming or something like that, the hours it takes to do it, if I had just picked up right. those boots, and One it takes thing at a time. not even 10 seconds to walk over to the closet and put them where they belong, mm -hmm. then that saves so much time. Mm -hmm. It really can be a time sucker when you mm -hmm. let things go. Yeah, it saves time, and it then you're not engaging in this self negative self-talk about mm, what's right. wrong with me. I know I shouldn't leave that stuff laying around. I never keep stuff picked up, and that's the real danger. That's I mean, it's huge. that negative self-talk mm -hmm. is... Yeah worse than the clutter. And so if you can do something in less than a minute, just do it. Mm -hmm. right. Like Just go ahead and do it and notice how that feels over the week. You will notice. Mm -hmm. You'll feel more like you have more agency, like you're on top of things, you've yeah. got this. So just play with it. Do an experiment and just see if I can do this. I notice mm -hmm. something needs to be done. I can do that in less of, than a minute. I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that... I do think, that, you know, when you feel bad about yourself, there's no way you can have a good relationship with a person. Right. You know, because you're not putting your best self out there. You're not um, probably making the best choices. you got to be happy with yourself. Right. Yeah. And that's a big deal when you don't feel happy in your environment. I mean, mm -hmm. we all need mm -hmm. a safe, loving, warm, peaceful. peaceful place. I always say to my mother that I just need a place to go after work. Because, you know, sometimes our job can be very stressful with mm -hmm. the things that we deal with and see and the people we talk to and things like that. I just need a place to, a soft place to land mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And you yeah. can't land in a soft place when there's crap all over. Chaos. Yeah. Right. So you, you have to give yourself the best part of you first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And include that. Yeah, that's good. Right. And that includes your environment and your stuff and everything. Yes. All right. Did well. I tell you you were going to feel better? Yeah, I did. That She's going to start attending your 9 a.m. Uh, segments frequently, I'm sure. <laughs> and so. she does have a blog, so you guys can totally check it out on her website, yourpeacefulspace.com. Your can people peacefulspace. hire you to come into their house and do Is this your business? That would be great. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm a life coach, and I work in clutter, f people feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Sometimes it's physical clutter. Sometimes it's relationships, careers. 
if you're in a rut and need some help getting out, I'm your girl. And how do you deal with that, though? I mean, you know, just like we deal with emotional things in our job, you know, you have to... That's a big. That's kind of emotional for you, probably, mm-hmm. to deal with other people's issues. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? It is the the. I think the most important thing I do is I see everyone as capable, mm-hmm. and so I don't feel sorry for people I'm working with, right? I know that whoever I'm working with can do this, and I'm just there to help them figure out how. Mm-hmm. And so that's really helpful. So there's there's no pity, there's no condensation, there's no shame. It's about working together so I can help you move through this stuff. And I think that, I think that's really helpful mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And them, you know. And it's nice to have somebody when you're trying to go through this type of thing, especially if you've got a big problem with, right. you know, clutter and whatever, um, having somebody to do it that doesn't judge you. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, because if you're trying to help your mom or your yeah. child or your sister, sometimes that, you know, mm-hmm. judgmental streak can come out. So talk about... You know, that that high that you get or the good feeling that you get when you actually accomplish something. Well, it's important to really take a moment once. So for you, Kim, when you got your house, your room the way you wanted it to be, to even just stand in the doorway for Mm -hmm. 10 seconds and let that soak in. Let the good feeling really soak in, even if you can feel it in your body. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when people feel that kind of joy or satisfaction, they feel their chest expand a little bit. Mm and take a good 10 seconds to soak it in. What we know from brain research is that good things are like Teflon for our brain, and they don't get put into our long-term memory as easily as negative or fearful things. Hmm. And why is that? It, that's left over from our evolution. So it was very important for our ancestors when they were out there hunting and gathering mm-hmm. that if something came, something was dangerous, they got away from it. Mm-hmm. So it was more important for them to notice the danger than it was for them to notice the potential food source the even. beautiful flower that <laughs> happens to be next to whatever. Right. And that's why we wake up in the middle of the night and often our thoughts are negative. Yes. They're fearful mm-hmm. thoughts because those have like a straight line into our long-term memory. We remember the fearful things, and that's left over. So when you do something you feel really good about, give yourself that gift of 10 seconds to breathe it in. Take a big breath like you're breathing in the good feelings and let it flow through your body. And that will help you remember next time. So, okay, I know we've t- tried to wrap this up a couple times and I keep talking, but... <laughs> <laughs> so are you still in your little Welcome apartment on the plaza? Welcome to my world. Anyway. <laughs> gonna, you got to get a hook. Yeah. <laughs> Um, are you going to start playing the song like they do at the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Ricky Gervais. I'll Ricky Gervais you. Um, are you still in your little place in the plaza? No. So the interesting part of that story was that our marriage ended up being the last bit of decluttering oh. that happened that when we got in a small space living together without a house to kind of hide away in things got a lot more obvious for both of us. And so um, we ended up getting a divorce and I'm remarried and in a slightly bigger home because my new husband would not live in the tiny little space. So <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. We're, it's still under control. So. so not only when you declutter, um, can you, if you're a single person, could you open yourself up for love? But when you declutter and you're married, you might uh, realize that the marriage is also clutter. You may uncover things you didn't expect to uncover. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, good for you. All right. Yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm wrapping it up, nobody else keep talking. 
Um, thanks for being here. This has really been interesting. It's it's you were right, Kim. I do feel a little more calm and very motivated to get my, you know, office in my garage picked up and I can send you a picture when I'm done. Dr. Nikki, <laughs> you're awesome. Producer Kelsey, thank you for coming along Kelsey, for the ride. Why don't you come on this podcast I'll, more she's often? She's going to. We, we will. That's our Okay, plan. good. <laughs> Remember your peacefulspace.com. All right. Thanks everybody. And until next time, Kim. It's it, <laughs> a date. <laughs> <laughs>